0: Hi, this is Sam,
1: and this is Zenyuan,
0: and this is Murderous Intention. hey guys so this is our last podcast for season two um it's been a long season yes
1: yeah and I think we decided that um we're basically gonna do just um two seasons a year and yes 20 what are the 21 episodes which is a lot yeah. but I think it I think it kind of works better for us that way, you know we'll get three weeks each of on each season, and you know yeah i th- I think yeah you know, i think we're we're good I think we're actually good with that so
0: then we we get to catch up with uh you know family stuff we get to um because right. we do put a lot of time and effort into researching um you know correct there's Sometimes when I'm watching documents, I have documentaries, I have to have it where the kids are not there just because I don't want them to have, you know, that so much in their face, you know. Um, yes. But definitely, you know, um, that three, that three, you know, weeks does make you feel like, okay, it was well-deserved, you know, I can <laughs> I can go ahead and we'll yes. just watch catch up on my other shows. <laughs> yeah. You know. sure. Um there was one thing I really did want to say. And it's thank God. Thank God Johnny Depp had received justice. Like yeah, granted, Amber's appealing, but sometimes that crap takes about 2 years just to be accepted or denied. Um, and a lot of, from what I'm hearing, a lot of people think it's just a publicity stunt. Just, you know, kind of like, make it seem like, you know, oh, well, I have telling the truth, so I need to go and appeal it, you know. But the thing is, why appeal something when you don't have the money to pay for your lawyers? You don't have the money to even pay him for his situation, for what you put him through. You know, you're struggling with money right now. And you're losing your jobs because people are like, wait, why don't you just admit that you abuse him? We all go on with our life, blah, 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 you know? But it is what it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. So I just wanted to say to anybody who loves Johnny Depp and anything like that, we won! <laughs> <laughs> um, So I'm going okay. get- to <laughs> So I'm going to actually get straight into this case. This case is a little bit, um, a little heavy and is very controversy. Um, there's a, uh, so just so you guys know, if you don't want to hear about a, you know, a child shooting another child, you can be able to, you know, save this for another time or, you know, if it's not for you, that's okay. We understand that. Um. If you are not into hearing crimes against, um, people of a different gender, um, you know, um, whether they're from the LGBTQ plus, um, family, we understand that as well, you know. Um, there are other episodes that you can watch to be able to see, I mean, to hear, um, of but I'm gonna get straight to it this case is about a young man two young men first let's go into our victim his name is Lawrence Forbes King he was born on January 13 1993 at the Ventura County Medical Center in Ventura California Um, to a 15 years old mother who was addicted to crack cocaine and alcohol King was half african-american his biological father had abandoned his wife um, and his mother who was unable to care for King resorting to prostitution to support her child and her drug habit. Two years later King and his brother who was a newborn were adopted by Gregory and Dawn King um, Keene was prescribed medication for attention attention-deficit hyperactivity disorder, or better known as ADHD. And according to Gregory Keene, he had been diagnosed with reactive attachment disorder, a condition in which a child fails to develop relationships with his or her caregivers. He was also forced to repeat the first grade. Um, King also began to be bullied by fellow students by the third grade due to his effeminacy and openness about being gay. Having coming out at age 10 years old, um, so then at age 12, King was placed on probation for theft and vandalism. After taking food from the refrigerator in the home where he was living so his adopted family went and said he called the cops and had him arrested for stealing food from his own refrigerator I don't get that concept because I feel like food to a child should not be restricted you know if they're hungry they should be able to eat you know um and if you're struggling with food, I get that, and you're trying to make things stretch. But then, if the have something where if the child is hungry, you can like ha- say, okay, so here, you know, eat eat this apple. It'll, you know, it'll at least fill your belly somewhat. You know, um, that's just my theory. So then, in November 2007, he was removed from his adopted. Um, home and placed in a group home and treatment center named Casa Pacifica. After he alleged that his adopted father was physically abusing him, a charge Gregory King still denies. So King, um, better known as um, Larry to all his friends, found a marginal more accepting environment at EO Green Junior High School in the 7th grade. He hung out with a group of girls. However, was still ridiculed by boys in the in his gym class. So boys openly bullied him when he began attending school wearing women's accessories and clothes and high heels and he even wore makeup. Um in January 2008 so, King's younger brother, Rocky, also suffered bullying because of his relationship to Larry. So, because he was Larry's brother, and Larry being gay and dressing yeah. flamboyant and, you know, whatever other yeah. word that they can come up with, well, he got bullied because of it. Which, I'm like, that makes no yeah. sense. Why would you do that? He Just because they're siblings does not mean that they're both characterized. First of all, you shouldn't be bullying somebody just because... He's different and he's open about it. And he's, you know what? He has more courage and strength to be free to be who he is than most people in today's day. Being honest, you know? Mm hmm. So I give him props to that no matter what. So sorry if you hear that. That was probably one of my dogs trying to come into my room. Um, So some teachers believe King's manner of dress it was um, a little distracting and therefore a violation of school dress code. California anti-discrimination law prevents discrimination based on gender including gender expression. So he was not prevented from dressing to his preference. So um, there was this, this documentary um and it's on amazon prime and you can go ahead and watch it and it's called valentine road um and it's basically it shows it like you know where he he was sent to the principal's office because he was wearing makeup he had earrings and he was wearing the high heels which i am going to tell you listen he could walk really good in the high heels from apparently from everybody was saying and when he found out that you know what, they cannot go and tell him that he had to take this off, and he was against dress code. He found out that that was not the case; that he was able to wear it. He was ecstatic. He was like, "Yes, I get to continue to be me," which I give him that, you know. Um, yeah. So, in addition to dressing in feminine clothing. King had begun to ask to be called Letitia in the week and a half before the shooting, so he decided to do, you know, change his name from Larry to Letitia. Okay. Which is understandable, you know. He felt more of that he was he was more of a girl than a guy you know, so I think when he thought he was gay, I think it ended up developing to where he realized, I'm not gay, I'm transgender, I should have been born a girl, not a boy. And that's how I, I'm taking that, you know? Okay. So the school issued a formal notice via email to every teacher on January 29, 20, 2008, written by an 8th grade Assistant Principal Sue Parson, it said, in part, we have a student on campus who has chosen to express his sexuality by wearing makeup. Now, where does makeup become sexuality?
1: Can I repeat the question?
0: When did makeup become a form of sexuality? It's not. I don't see how people can say yes with your makeup. I am I am sexually attracted to you. I don't see that happening. <laughs> I hear I'm physically attracted to you because you look really beautiful in your makeup. That I've heard. Correct. You know, I never heard anybody say, "Oh yes, that shade of blue on your eyes makes me just go crazy for you." You know, I've I'm sorry, I've never heard anybody say something as stupid as that just saying
1: that's exactly what it is stupidity
0: you know and i get it if you don't understand um like if you don't get what he's going through and you're not open-minded to it you're gonna think stupid so understandably i understand you but also understand that you can't spit out words and think that everybody's gonna be like, "Oh yeah, uh huh," because now you're saying that girls can't wear makeup because now the, the girls are promoting their sexuality. But I mean, and and I'm gonna go off topic a little bit. Sure.
1: And if I was, if I'm, if I'm being a hundred percent honest, I don't understand all this stuff about all these things about um the gay community as far as transgender and all that, I don't understand. Okay. Doesn't mean that I don't support them because they're humans and they're, you know, like I you know, my belief in my brothers and sisters through Christ, no matter what, I support. Anyway. But the same thing with that that stupid comment about because he had makeup, it has to do with sexuality. Bring Brings up another topic of these, this cancer culture that we have going on now. They don't understand it, so they just want to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. That's really so. Whatever I can do to to make you stop doing whatever you, you you know you're doing, I'm going to put whatever word makes everybody like, oh wow, because he's wearing makeup, he's sexually attract, he's saying that he's sexually attracted to
0: everybody. We got to stop that. I,
1: I I really think that's the reason behind it.
0: Well. I'm rereading it and it's it seems like what she was trying to say was Uh that he has chosen to express his sexuality by wearing makeup which still at the end of the day it's like dude he chose to express his true self okay his true gender by wearing clothes that are comfortable to him the clothes that feel right Right. to him you know what not oh well he's wearing makeup just to show that he is you know transgender that's not what it was about he wore makeup because he felt that was what he was and let's let's not call him he because at the at this time of um frame at this time frame he was calling himself Leticia so now he is transformed into a she and she felt more comfortable with being Leticia dressing like a girl wearing the makeup you know and if we're gonna let our daughters do it why can't we let our our other daughter do it you know um so and they, they sh- and she continues and she says you know it is his right to do so some kids are finding it amusing while others are bothered by it as long as it does not cause classroom disruptions he is he is within his rights. We are asking that you talk to your students about being civil and non-judgmental they don't have to like it. But they need to give him his space. We are also asking you to watch for possible problems. If you wish to talk further about it, please see me or Joy Epstein.
1: Okay.
0: So, just so that you guys also know, if you guys watch the documentary, there is this one part where this one teacher she ticked me off like she just ticked me off okay and she agreed with the the gentleman who did the shooting um and she was like you know what he he (laughs) yes she agreed with the gentleman who did the shooting her thing is she feels that she would never have shot the kid, but she did go and understand where the kid came from because she says it is against God to to dress like this to it is against God for a man for a boy or a man to you know live this type of life and in my head I'm like, no it's not you know nowhere does the Bible ever say that you know you can't be true to your form you know in my opinion mm-hmm. the body we live in is just it's just a suit you know and we can tailor tailor it to our preferred image you know If a girl wants to enhance her, let's be honest, if a girl wants to, you know, enhance her breasts, everybody's like, yay, awesome, show them off, you know? Okay. Yeah. If a guy decides to go and, you know, get hair, you know, hair plants to have that more hair and get the younger girl, it's like, oh, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Show me what you're working with. But because a guy or a girl feels this is not the right bodysuit, I need to adjust it and implant breast. Um create a more curvature to their liking or vice versa, you know, remove the breast. Um and get a voice, you know, change. This is all stuff that I feel like we as human and with the technology that is now given to the medical field, we can do all this and be able to say, I am now comfortable in my skin, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, So that was just a little rant on my part. I'm sorry about that. But yeah, I just had to say that, you know.
1: Yeah, that's totally understandable, though.
0: So, in the months before the shooting happened, um, Larry/slash Latisha began to respond in kind of in kind to sustain harassment from his peers. Um, he would tell boys who harassed him in the locker room that they looked attractive, or ask if he could sit at their table in the cafeteria. So he was just like, you know what? Okay, you wanna you wanna make fun of me. Alright, well, now I find you attractive. Mm hmm. You know, ooh, can I sit next? You know, so I'm like, okay, I'll find that funny. I will be cracking my. You know, I'll be like, oh yeah, he went there. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. But unfortunately, some of the boys reported to their teachers that he would tell them, I know you want me in the halls between classes. In court documents, prosecutors describe these behaviors as a response to increasing aggression from other boys, particularly a boy named Brandon McErnie, or McNary, um, with whom Keene had, like, several of...
1: Acrimonious?
0: (laughs) Acrimonious verbal disputes in the weeks before the shooting. Several teachers and King's father accused Joy Epstein, one of the school assistant principals, of encouraging King's flamboyance as part of a perceived politi- politi- political <laughs> Poli- political. Okay. Polit I can't say it. Political Polit- political agenda. <laughs> political agenda. I'm sorry. I really got really tongue-tied. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, so, let's go into about this other kid. Now, this kid is actually the shooter, just so you know. Um, Brandon David McNeary was born on January twenty fourth, 1994 in Ventura, California. His mother, Kendra, had a criminal history and was addicted to meth, in other words. That's what I mean. Yeah. Um, in nineteen ninety three, uh Kendra was ac- accused her husband William of shooting her in the arm with a point forty five caliber pistol. Um, in another incident William McGarry choked his wife almost to unconsciousness after she accused him of stealing ADHD medication from her oldest son. He pled no contest no contest, and served 10 days in jail and 36 months probation on a charge of domestic violence. Between August 2000 and February 2001, William McIrney had contacted CPS at least five times to express concern about his son's living with his mother so in 2001 he filed a restraining order against kendra and in 2004 brandon was placed in the custody of his father as his mother had entered a drug rehabilitation program so okay so she wanted to go and get better in her life you know which okay i agree with that so now we're gonna we're gonna scoop back into the scenario of what happened that week, okay? So, King Letitia slash Larry, just so you guys are aware, he walk um okay so walks onto the basketball court in the middle of a game and asks McNairy to be his Valentine in front of the team members who then made fun of Mac- McNary. Just after lunchtime on February 11th, um, King passed McNary, well, Larry passes Brandon in a, cor- in a in a corridor and allegedly called out, Love you, baby. Later that day, King was seen parading back and forth in high heel boots and makeup in front of Brandon. According to a teacher, a group of boys were laughing at Brandon, who was getting visibly upset, and Assistant Principal Joy Epson noticed Brandon's reaction, wagging her finger at him. When Brandon endured teasing because of the incident, he attempted to recruit other boys, well, other students to assault King, well, Larry, but no one expressed interest. He then told one of King's friends to say goodbye to him because she would never see him again. So, you wanna take a deep breath? I'm done. Okay. So on the morning of February 12th, 2008, Brandon was witness repeatedly looking at Larry during a class in a computer laboratory at approximately 8.15 a.m. So, before I say this, before I say what happened, um, there was numerous amount of times for him to not do this. Just saying. There was numerous amount of things that I feel... Would have been like you know what no this is a sign not happening you know um so when he left the house when brandon left the house that day and you'll see this in the doc you'll hear this in the documentary he forgot the gun then he instead of saying you know what i forgot it. that means i shouldn't do it he went back in the house got the gun and then came back um and then he went while he was sitting in class he was basically debating whether he should do this or not until he heard Larry slash walk in and say I am now gonna be called Letitia." Um, so that kind of made it be where he said, you know what, I'm going to do this. Instead of, you know what, I'm not going to do this kind of thing. But just so you guys know. So people, like I said, people was witnessing that Brandon kept looking at, um, slash Larry during a class in the computer laboratory. At approximately 8.15am local time in California, um, Brandon drew from his book bag a a .22 caliber revolver belonging to relatives and shot King twice in the back of the head. Following the shooting, Brandon tossed the handgun on the floor and walked out of the classroom. He was apprehended by the police five blocks away from the school campus. About seven minutes later, so the the cops were, you know, like they were on this. So I gave it to them. Um, so King was transported to St. John's Regional Medical Center where he was listed in serious condition. He was declared brain dead on February 13th but kept on living, kept on. but was kept on life support for two days so that his organs could be donated. His heart was actually donated to a 10-year-old girl, just so you guys know, which I think that was... That is, for me, another form of way that he is still living with everybody, you know. Um, There was vigils and marches. Um, being organized across the United States following his death, um, condolences were expressed by, among many others, like Judy Shepard, Human's Right, com- the human Right Campaign, uh, ca- campaign president Joe Sol Solomonis, Senator Hillary Clinton, and television host Ellen DeGeneres. Wait a um, a thousand students in the Human School District where E.O. Green is located marched to pay tribute to King on February 16, 2008, four days after the shooting. A new diversity educational bill was introduced on behalf of King by California Assembly person Mike Eng saying we need to teach young people that there are curriculum there's a curriculum called tolerance education that should be in every school we should teach young people that diversity is not something to be assaulted but diversity is something that needs to be embraced because diversity makes california the great state it is i mean that it is Um the bill would require mandatory classes on diversity and tolerance in California school districts. A local vigil in Ventura, California was organized one year after King's death, the day of silence for 2008, which is intended to protest LGBT LGBT harassment and Acquired, occurred on April 25th was specifically dedicated to King. King's father, Greg, was reportedly unconvinced his adopted son was gay, as Larry had only recently told him that he was bisexual. Greg believed that Larry was sexually harassed by Brandon and was expre- has expressed concern that Larry, Larry, or teacher is being made a poster child for gay rights issues. Teachers also shown showed some sympathy for Brandon, stating, "We failed Brandon. We didn't know the bullying was coming from the other side." Larry was pushing as hard as he could because he liked the attention. So now we're we're gonna blame we're gonna blame the victim. For the shooter's action, does that make sense?
1: It doesn't make sense, but at the same time, that's usually how it is. Yeah,
0: unfortunately, there's, there's always victim blaming, and in this kind of situations, there's always gonna be victim blaming because nobody wants to say, "Yeah, we should have protect, protected," you know. Well, let me
1: say, let me also say, and this is not the first case, yeah, not the first situation. I'm gonna say like that. Okay. Um, where victim blaming happens all the time. Um, has anybody ever heard that that girl was raped because of the mini skirt she wore or how she was dressed provocatively, blah, blah, blah? That's, that's another yeah. form of victim blame, um, mm-hmm. blaming. So, you know.
0: I've actually heard someone say, oh, like, um, the guy touches the girl's, you know, leg, but it's more of, well, she shouldn't have crossed her legs and, and revealed her thigh. Uh, hello? If, if you're in a skirt or in a shorts, it does hike up when you lift your leg. What? Do you want her to go and be sitting like a man? Do you want her to wear a potato sack? Is that what's going to make you feel comfortable? To excuse everybody's actions? And that's why I tell my kids, what you do, you are accountable for. There is no excuse. There is no... Reason except that what you do is your fault, okay? You have a choice. Um, so then, um, hundreds of students well, hundreds of children from the school signed a petition requesting that Brandon be tried as a juvenile. Which I'm like, this should not have been done by children because children do not know better. Children do not know anything about the law. They do not need to be involved. So, there was criticism of the school. In August 2008, King's family filed a claim against E.O. Green Junior High School at Ventura County Supreme Court, alleging that the the school's allowing King to wear makeup and feminine clothing was a factor leading to his death. According to the California Attorney General Office, however, the school could not legally have stopped King from wearing girls' clothes because state law prevent prevents gender discrimination. And according to a Newsweek article published on July 19, 2008, some teachers at E.O. Green allege that Assistant Principal Joy Epstein was encouraging King's flamboyance to help further an agenda. When Epstein was later promoted to principal at another local public school, King's father described it as a slap in the face of my family. The superintendent, Jerry Danberg, stated that Epstein received the promotion because she was the most qualified person for the new principal job. In February 2008, um, Brandon's lawyer William Quest was considered as was considering asking for a charge of venue, a change for a change of a venue. Um, On July 24, 2008, Judge Douglas Daly of Ventura, Ventura County Supreme Court ruled that the that Brandon would stand trial as an adult with the decision being appealed. By On August 7, 2008, in the same court, Brandon pleaded not guilty to premeditated murder and a hate crime. A preliminary hearing was set for September 23, 2008, which had begun had been rescheduled for October 14, 2008. On September 23, 2008, the court appointed William Wicksell a lawyer from Ventura Guardian aide Lidham for Brandon. Previously, Brandon's family took steps to fire his lawyer, William Quest, for, of the Public defense, Defender's Office to hire the United Defense Group, a criminal defense law firm from Los Angeles. However, the Public Defender's Office filed a petition stating that the United Defense Group might not have Brandon's best interests in mind. But on October 14, 2008, after the court received a report from the appointed guardian and lit him, um and determined that the defendant had not been coerced into charging cha- changing represented I can't talk today representation and knew what he was doing, the Ventura County Supreme Court allowed Brandon to fire his public defender, William Quest, and the public defender's office and hire the United Defense Group together with attorney Robin Bramson as his attorneys. The court also denied a motion to gag the defendant's former representatives from the Public Defender's Office from speaking about the case, especially to the media. So on December 8th, 2008, Ventura County Supreme Court ruled that Brandon, after being evaluated by a psychiatrist and a psychologist, psychologist, I normally can say this, <laughs> was um, he was comp- competent to stand trial. That same day, Scott S. Whippert of the United Defense Group filed a legal motion for discovery, asking the court to order the district attorney to provide documents to uncover whether prosecutors executed, executed discretion in sending Brandon's case to the adult court system on December two thousand nine, 2008 did I say
1: 2009?
0: So on December 29, 2008, Judge Rebecca Riley denied the motion because there was no evidence of abuse of discretion in transferring Brandon from juvenile to adult court. On January 26, 2009, the pr- The preliminary hearing was postponed until March 17th to give Brandon's lawyer time to appeal Judge Riley's rejection of the December motion for discovery. On March 18th, 2009, the hearing was again postponed when William McNary, the father of Brandon, was found dead in his living room in the Silver Strand area near Oxnard after he sustained an accidental head injury in a fall. Judge Riley granted Brandon permission to leave the juvenile detention facility and attend his father's funeral. On August 27, 2009 at his arraignment in Ventura County Supreme Court Brandon pled not guilty to all charges. The judge Bruce Young set the pre-trial hearing date for October 23rd, 2009, and the trial start date for December 1st, 2009. On uh, September 1st, 2009, Ventura County Supreme Court Judge Kevin Dinos ruled that the addition of a line and weight allegation to the list of charges was acceptable. Know, sir, the addition of this allegation um, okay, so um, so the additional, the additional um, of this allegation would automatically mean that the case must be heard in adult court. The addition was petitioned, and in November, the Ventura Second District Appellate Court okay. denied the request to overturn the early ruling. Finding that the dis- district attorney's office did not act
1: vindictively. Vind- <laughs> <Vindicably>. Thank you. <laughs>
0: um, in adding the the line and weight allegation to the murder charge on January twenty first, twenty ten. Now I feel like this this case has been like they're prolonging the trial so much, you know, and I'm like. Mm-hmm.
1: That's usually what happens with a with a murder slash hate crime um, child. They they delay it for sometimes the stupidest reasons.
0: Yeah. Um. So, like I said, on January twenty first, two thousand ten, the state supreme court rejected the petition to overturn the early ruling by the Ventura county Supreme Court judge after a postponement from may, te- uh, may 14 2010 Brandon's trial was set to begin on July 14 2010 in wow. Ventura County Supreme Court but was again postponed a Jesus. hearing a hearing was scheduled for April 4th 2011 to determine whether Brandon's attorneys would be ready for a trial starting may fir- May 2nd of 2011. Previously, postponement filed motion from defense attorneys requesting reclusive of the district attorney and a change of venue, and more time for fact-finding. In August 2010, Ventura County Supreme Court Judge Charles Campbell ruled that the trial would proceed in Ventura County with jurors selected from Santa Barbara County. On December 6, 6, 2010, Campbell denied the motion for recusal. Recusal.
1: Recusal. Sorry.
0: Um, A California's appeals court affirmed on May 5, 2011, that the the juvenile records of King will remain sealed after a lower court refused the request of the Brandon defense team for the release of said... of said records after multiple delays the trial began on July 5th 2011 with a change of venue to Chatsworth, Los Angeles multiple previously scheduled dates were bypassed for various reasons various reasons and plans are requested to move to the venue or use j- juries from other locations in California were not realized the first trial. Finally, on the first day of trial, James Bing, Brandon's half-brother, was admonished by Judge Campbell because it was overheard that Bing went to the jury outside of the courtroom and addressed them. He said, oh. yeah, he said, the fate of my brother is in your hands. Bing was then banned from the courtroom unless he was summoned to testify. The prosecutor depicted,
1: depicted?
0: Yeah, depicted uh, Brandon as a popular teenager who was skilled in martial arts and firing guns as well as being a white supremacist. Mm. And yes, he did have drawings of this. She went on to describe Keane as a small guy who had often been picked on saying that King wore high heel boots, makeup and a jewelry and jewelry along with his school uniform to school. Scott Whipper, Brandon's attorney, described Keane as the aggressor, saying he often was sexually aggressive and often made inappropriate remarks provoking Brandon. I'm sorry, but there's no way that provoking someone should lead to their death. It should you should have just went to the principal's office and say, listen, if you guys don't handle this, I'm going to my parents, and then my parents will handle this by me pressing charges against you and the school. Um and, and King, you know, if that was the case. If that was the case, you know.
1: Yeah.
0: But witnesses who were students and classmates of Brandon testified on, on July 7th, 2011, one witness said that King told her he had tr- changed his name to Latisha. Another witness said many students made fun of King and called him offensive names behind his back when he came to school wearing makeup and jewelry. A few of the witnesses said they never noticed King making sexual advances towards other students, but that sexual comments he made were just were just messing with Brandon, the former the former vice principal of EO Green School, Joy Epstein. Hold on one second. Okay, so the I almost lost where I was. The um, former vice principal of EO Green School, Joy Epstein, testified on July 11, 2011. She said she had discussed King's behavior with other school officials at the school. Um. I just lost my place. I'm sorry. Uh, at this um, others of the school they decided it was according to the constitutional rights of California legitimate for King to wear what he wanted unless it violated a school dress code joy Epstein said high heel boots makeup and jewelry were all allowed according to the Oxford school dress policy she said another administrator within the district said that the school must protect students' civil and equal rights. Another teacher testified that pupils that pupils had told her King would seek them out and follow them into the bathroom, behavior she considered to be sexual harassment. She was told by Epstein that the school could do nothing about the behavior. On July 22nd, 2021, I mean 2021, oh, I'm sorry. On July 22nd, 2011, the jury was shown footage of a video in which Brandon was fighting in the Ventura County Juvenile Hall where he currently lives. One of the correction officers testified that the defendant was a good kid in the honor program for good behavior and had a relationship with people of different backgrounds and origin. He said that within the juvenile hall environment, fighting was a routine occurrence and that Brandon was not prone to violence as the prosecutor alleged. Don Bolwyn, an English teacher, was- had testified and said she consult- counseled King and told him that told him he should not wear attention-getting clothes if he did not want to receive negative attention. She also gave the teen who was exploring his sexual and and or gender identity a strapless green um, chiffon gown she meant for him to worry it outside of school a photo was shown of Larry King holding up the dress and many people in the courtroom were crying Greg Greg King Larry's father became upset and gathered his family to leave but before doing so Don King Larry's mother swore at Baldwin Baldwin's 13 years old daughter and a relative the judge later banned Don King From the remainder of the trial, because the school administrators were allowing King to wear whatever he wanted as long as it did not violate the dress code, the defense was arguing that this allowed King to sexually harass Brandon, which I think that's full of crap. So the trial ended without a verdict and was declared a mistrial by the Judge Ventura County Supreme Court Judge Charles Charles Campbell on Thursday, September 1st, 2011, after the jury reported that they were hopelessly deadlocked and unable to reach a unanimous verdict. There were eight weeks of testimony with almost 100 witnesses and the jury had been deliberating since August 26, 2011. The jury had taken four votes and the last vote was split between seven jurors voting for voluntary manslaughter and five jurors voting for either first degree or second degree murder. Later analyzing showed defense attorneys have chosen to pursue the gay panic defense strategy with several jurors later stating on the television program 2020 that King Larry had been bullying Brandon leaving Brandon with no way out I think that's a full of crap just say my opinion in that (laughs) um
1: yeah
0: you know um now the second trial On September 2nd, 2011, the district attorney's office announced that they intended to retry Brandon, and a hearing was scheduled for October 5th, 2011. For the second trial, the prosecutor dropped the hate crime charge, which I'm like, damn, why? You know?
1: How the hell can you drop the hate crime charge, though?
0: Well, I think I, I think it might have been because of the fact that there was like people saying well he was you know being aggressive and then there was other people saying no he you know so it was more of that maybe there wasn't enough ground to show it as a hate crime you know yeah. so I disagree with that but okay I disagree with it too but you know it, it's I'm not there <laughs> at that time. So, it's like, I'm trying to just figure out, like, what could maybe have gone through their mind. Or maybe they figure, well, if we get him for murder, then that should be good enough, at least, to create some kind of justice. You know? So. Okay. So, on November 21st, 2011, um, Brandon pled guilty to second-degree murder, a voluntary manslaughter, and the use of a firearm. He was sentenced to 21 years behind bars, initially in a juvenile facility and then in prison upon turning 18. With no credit given for time served before the trial or for good behavior, his he was sentenced on December 19th as of March 2022. Brandon is in prison in the California Correctional Center, okay? So, many celebrities commented on the murder of Lawrence Keane. Some, like Janet Jackson, uh, Kup- Kupinary, Um Adams, Sarah Bareilles, and Taylor Swift, used their fame and recognition to create a public service announcement about the murder, which ran on Logo and across MTV networks. Victims of police brutality, Rodney Keane, compared the murder to his own experience as a victim of hate crime, stating, What have we learned? What what have we changed? An examination of the circumstances that preceded and followed the 2008 murder was captured in the 2013 um, HBO documentary film Valentine Road. The murder was a sen- central inspiration for Canadian writer Rizelle Reed's award winning young adult novel When Everything Feels Like the Movies, published in 2014. And Simon Bolensory's novel, I'm not even going to say that because that's in French, Le Fante Mascara. I think that's how you would say it. Published in 2016, a book by clinical psychologist Ken Colbert, A Murder Over a Girl, was published in March 2016, circling the tragedy and how bullying, homophobia, and transphobia caused the murder of Larry King. The book also goes into details about the personal lives of Larry King, Brandon, McEary, and those close to the boys who while also talking about how the trial went during the time. E.O. Green Junior High School installed an, an alliance called PRISM, a Safe Space for LGBTQ youth and allies years after the death of Larry King. So, um, yeah, that is all for that case that I have. Um, I just feel like using the gay panic defense is a coward way because you know what? It's stupid. You can easily say, I'm sorry, you know, um, I'm just not into you, you know? You're a cool kid, but that's where we want, I want to keep it, you know? You know, there was no need for, oh, well, you think I'm, you, you called me baby, you said this and you said that, I need to go and kill you. I feel like there's no need for that. There was never a need for that, you know? Um, in the documentary, um, Valentine Road, he, um, Larry, Letitia, um, however he wanted to be called, um... He is actually buried in a cemetery on Valentine Road. So that's where the title also goes into. Plus, the murder was taken um, close to the time of Valentine's Day. So yeah. If I'm right, he died um, on Valentine. So that is my case. Um, Guys, kids, please think really well about what you say to others and respect others sexuality, emotions, and boundaries?
1: The most upsetting part for me, and I'm gonna ask this general question. And I'm gonna leave it at that because this, this case is very upsetting. Well, before I ask my question, um, this case is perfect for the month that we're in, since we are in Pride Month. Yes. Um, So, you know, happy Pride Month to everybody that celebrates and is um, LGBTQA plus, whatever those initials are. I know I have most of them right, but anyway. (laughs) Um, And I'm not trying to make fun. I just don't know them all. Um, So anyway, my question though is kind of a rhetorical question, but here it goes. If King, Larry, Letitia, as he wanted to be known, was not gay, would he have been killed? I know the answer, so nobody needs to give me the answer. Because of that, it's a hate crime. Exactly. Because of fact alone, it's a hate crime. And him getting away with second-degree murder, he killed him. It was premeditated. He knew what he was doing. Mm-hmm. He went back for the gun. So why is he great getting second-degree murder pisses me the hell off. Um, why he wasn't charged with a hate crime pisses me off. So, um, like, they needed to do better by whether whatever the, the kid said after being bullied for however many years he was bullied. And he decided to fight back in the only way he knew how, which, for me, personally meant make them uncomfortable like they're making me. Hey, you want to go to a Valentine's um, dance with me? You know, can I sit at your table? You know, you want to go out with me? Whatever, whatever. Yeah. There was no... That does not mean that he should... That the hate crime should be taken away from this case. So, again, the per usual, most of these cases that we've done, the criminal aspect and the judicial aspect has failed the victim what else is new mm-hmm. so 21 years is not enough um so that means what he's coming out in 2032 no yeah 33
0: around like around that time yeah
1: yeah so um and like I said it, it definitely premeditated so why is it second degree murder I don't understand that yeah I end, I understand it I should not say I don't understand it we'll get him convicted Um, the family be happy and you know we'll we'll let it go as it is I know that that's probably why they came to an agreement because if it was me I'm like nope I want to throw the book at you throw away the key and um, I'm you know so yeah
0: yeah no I hear you Yeah. I, I feel like, and what got me was, in the documentary, they show the kids, um, who graduated the year that, um, that King would have graduated. Um, and here's the thing is that, what got me upset was the fact that they, Brandon did go and do the thing to go and get you know, use his time wisely. He got his, um, his high school diploma. But I feel like, okay, you got your high school diploma. You got to graduate. You got to go. And whether you're in jail or not, eventually you're going to be free. You're going to go and breathe. You still breathe. You still breathe. You know? Yeah. You can still see yeah. the world. You can still go and have a family. You can still do all these stuff. Okay? King doesn't. That was... That was stolen from him. You know? Um, Then there's... um The other thing that got me upset was... That... There's this tree. They planted a tree in um the school and no adults they they're they agreed to put a plaque and they're letting the kids you know figure out what they want to put on the plaque but they told them you cannot mention king you cannot mention anything that happened that day on the plaque
1: So why put the fucking
0: black? So that's what one of the kids was saying. She was like, you know, this is this supposed to be a spot where we can go to to remember. Whether you want to remember King or you want to remember one of your family members, but this is somewhere you can come to remember, you know. And they wanted to be somewhere that you can remember King. All the kids are saying, no, we want this to be remembered for him because all this started because. Of what happened, you know this should be in honor of King, because you know what? he opened the the gates and said, it is okay for kids to be able to say, "Hey, I need to dress who I am, I need to be who I am, you know, and I feel like with adults saying, "No, no, no, but we don't we we need to you know cover that up, and we need to make it more easy for other people as well, okay, I get you. But you also have to realize that something happened in that school. And now those kids want to go and basically, you know, honor this young child, you know. Um,
1: Yeah.
0: Sorry, I got worked up on that one. Um, And then there was, in the documentary, you also see that there was that teacher that I was talking about that uh, she... Um, no, not Joy. Um, it was, this other oh, okay. teacher. it was a Spanish teacher. And she was like, she's very, you'll see it in, um, the documentary. She's very religious. Which, no offense. I, no, not an offense towards anybody who's really religious. I totally agree with you. You know, you have your right to religion. Um, but so you remember how they did a parade, right? Um... Uh, and a National Silence Day, they honored it on 2008. To um, to Larry, the teacher mm-hmm. felt that that was there was no need for that in their area. There was no need for uh, per, the, pra, the 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 um, the Pride Parade to pass in front of the school. There was no need for the students to go and honor him with Silent, National Silent Day. And that's why I'm like, the point of that Silent um, Day is the point of actually getting it out there that there are crimes being done and these people cannot speak, you know, you're doing a lot of hate on people just because you don't understand it. It's okay to say to somebody, hey, I don't get you. I don't understand what you're doing. But I appreciate you as a human. And leave it at that. You know? Yeah. And that's why I feel like, as a teacher, you should not be the way your mindset is. And that's why I was like, I was getting very really huffy puffy. I was catching attitude. I was like, ooh. And anybody knows me, I get very rage efficient um with certain things, especially things about children. Um but yeah, so definitely go watch that um documentary. Um just just make sure you you try to keep it cool. Cause I sure did not um, well, that is all yeah. for this season that I have. Um, I don't know. How about you?
1: No, I just want to correct myself because um, I looked it up. Um, L-G-B-T-Q-I-A- plus. Um, last thing I'm going to say. He, the, the, there was no reason for him to die because he decided to go on the offense instead of being a victim like everybody wanted him to be.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um victim blaming should never be the like, you know, like should never be a good defense. I'll say that and I'll leave exactly. it at that.
0: I agree. Um so we're gonna end this one with the fact that we both agree <laughs> this should have been all prevented. Um and the one that's really to blame for everything is Brandon, whether he wants to admit it to himself or not. At the end of the day, right. he knows his truth. So exactly. with that being said, good night, guys. Oh, wait. Um, if you guys want to go ahead and give us like a some cro- some cases that you guys want to hear for two thousand, I mean not <laughs> for season three, let us know in our email. So email us at
1: murderousintentions 21 at gmail.com.
0: Or you can Instagram us at in our DMs, and you can go ahead and. Oh, wait, that'll be at what? Where is that again? M-
1: um, murderous underscore intentions underscore podcast, or you can tweet us
0: <laughs> at MI True Cry Podcast. <sighs> that was a long whirlwind one for me. See you guys in a couple weeks with season three. Bye. Season
1: three. See you. Bye bye.